Hey there, it's the Jew from the Chew on This Podcast, letting you know you can leave comments, questions, and suggestions a number of ways. Reviews and comments are appreciated on iTunes and YouTube, and you can check out our daily postings on Facebook. Our Twitter feed and Instagram is at Chew on This Pod, and of course, as always, you can email us directly at Chew on This Podcast at gmail.com. So there you have it, folks. Short of a bat signal or an Avengers card, there's all the ways you can let us know how big of a nerd you truly are. Enjoy and chew on this podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of Chew On This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So, can you believe it's here? It's almost here. It's, it's Monday. I know, We've been waiting for two and a half years for this. Well, <laughs> our whole life for this, but... I mean, we're, I'm excited, but not at the same time, and, you know, we'll get into that. But here we are. We have a special first part of two. Um, right now, me and you are going to talk about Batman and... and everything leading up to this movie. And then if you kids stick around, you're going to get part two right after this, where we have our first ever debate with, uh, with Dan and Steve all the way from New Jersey. So that should be pretty interesting. Something. Yeah. First year. That should be really awesome. I've been really looking forward to that. So, so anyway, let's, let's, let's dive into the first part. We're going to do Batman first because the movie is called Batman V Superman. So, right. you know, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I grew up with more so than anything. I grew up with Batman. Um, I mean, because Batman, the popular Batman was out before, you know, I was born the Batman 66 with Adam West. Yeah. Yep. Um, grew up with obviously the Michael Keaton and then um, and then the animated series more so than yes. anything else. Um, and then, you know, you, you move into the Joel Schumacher ones, um, even though you don't want to acknowledge all of them, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. And then of course the ultra serious Nolan versions and then, and then now what we're getting now. So yeah, Batfleck. So <laughs> yeah, Batfleck. So, uh-huh. oh man, I don't even know where to start talk, with talk, the talk about, Batman. well, Talk about your first. Um, talk about your first introduction into Batman. Like, how did that happen? Do you I, remember? I don't remember exactly, but I, it dates back to when I was still in Jersey City, and mm-hmm. there's pictures of me in Batman underoos. <laughs> so, I, I had a pair of those too, the gray and black with yeah, the yellow. Yeah, what's belt. crazy yeah. is that um, you know they made that underoos joke in the Civil War trailer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I, I bet you, I bet you everybody who's grown up now with the, this version of the Avengers has no fucking clue what underoos are. No, no, I think any idea. I mean, it still exist, fits but, like it's still yeah. funny. Cause you think you're, he's like playing, you know, on the word underwear or whatever, but, but their kids, there was a thing called underoos and, uh, 
And I definitely had some. And there's pictures of me in the Batman one. I had the Batman. I think my sister had the Wonder Woman one. But yeah, that that was. Um, I had to have been about ten, I think, because she was like five, four or five when she had those. So yeah, I think they still exist, but I don't think they call them underoos anymore. Not that I, I don't know, know what they call. But then, but yeah. then my first memory growing up was because I don't remember taking or being in underoos, but taking pictures and being in underoos. But I, the first memory I have is, of course, the sixty. 60s Batman with Adam West. Yeah. Um, that's the version I grew up on. So you can imagine the night and day version of that Batman versus Nolan's Batman. But that's that's how oh, yeah. I grew up with the Adam West thing, the Batusi. I mean, the Burt Ward, the Holy Batman uh, came from that for me. Um, mm-hmm. I remember watching it. I think it was like on after school every day, like in syndication on. On Channel Eleven, I think, uh, or something like that. That was always, always watching the Batman, and you know, stay tuned for uh, what is it—the next Bat Time and Bat yeah, Channel. Yeah, same Bat Time, same Bat Channel. Right. And that was back then when shit didn't move from channel to channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, right. It was it was pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, um, like, yeah. Go ahead. Did you have any? Did you get any? Uh, did your parents ever buy any like Batman Batman toys, like the Amigo dolls, or? Not the Ami- uh, I don't remember the Amigo dolls, but I remember that might have been before you. I think those were yeah, like it was. in the seventies. Yeah, but um, I remember when the Keaton Batman came out, and we went to mm. every fucking mall in all of New Jersey trying to find a Batman figure. All it they was, had, it was impossible. All they had was yeah, it was impossible to get one. And I remember weekend after weekend, we would drive to every single mall just to find this one damn toy talk about loving parents right i mean all over new jersey just <laughs> to find this batman toy was and it batman batman and beetlejuice outfit <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i i didn't mind keaton as batman um just I because he, i knew i, I grew up cool. with him as a good actor so i mean that's that's the biggest thing that people make mistakes now about about casting superheroes or comic book people is you go for the look and the person can't act for shit. Right, so, right. But anyway, but well, yeah, that well, was my first. Did yeah. you get did you get the Amigo Batman cuz that shit was a I, lot of money. I think I did. Now, I think my parents got it. I think they did. I wish I had it cuz it'd be worth tons of money right now, but I had I think I even had the Aquaman one and the Superman one and and um and the Batman one and it's funny cuz like when you watch a 40-year-old virgin, I think he has all those in his collection and stuff. Right, I think you right. can see the Aquaman one, if I remember right. Um, no, my same thing with me. Um, cause we're, well, I'm a few years older than you, but, um, in the seventies, they were 1966 Batman was in syndication, but it was like around 11, like noon or one o'clock. So my mom would say like, Hey, you need to go take a nap. I was five years old. <laughs> and then I, she'd wake me up just in time to watch Batman. I watched it every day. So it was like Batman on TV. And then it was like every now and then you saw a glimpse of Spider-Man. If you watched. Oh my God. Company. Yeah. I remember that Spider-Man one. I always, every time electric company came on, I'm like, please have Spider-Man come on. And with the Spider-Man with the, um, didn't he have, didn't he have, are we we talking about the Spider-Man TV show? That was around. No, the no, oh, okay. there, there was okay, a 1970 Spider-Man TV show, but Electric Company was on Channel Nine, and every now and again Spider-Man would pop up, and it looked like he was wearing pajamas. It was like Spider-Man <laughs> pajamas, now, if you think about it. But no, there was a Spider-Man TV show, and it, like he shot webs of rope. Yep, <laughs> it wasn't yep. like webs. 
Yeah, I remember that pretty well too. But that um, still is not that still is not as cheesy. That that's still night and day compared to the '66 Batman. Oh, I know. Well, I love about the '66 Batman. I mean, I didn't appreciate it when I was younger. It was more like wow, spectacle, you know, for me. But when I <laughs> growing up and watching it now, it's it just makes me laugh because they label everything in the bat cave. Like everything has a bat <laughs> yeah. computer. Yeah. But, I know, mean, if you're breaking uh, into the, if you're breaking into the bat cave, you don't need a schematic. He, he labeled everything <laughs> fucking for you. Everything yeah, is, you don't need to know. Right to you. Yeah. You don't need to know whether this is a radar or a television. It'll fucking say it on there. It's the, it's the bat coffee maker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> yeah. That's um, funny. So Batman 66 and then um, definitely the Tim Burton version. I remember when that came out, I was just absolutely ecstatic. I was so blown away. I must have went and saw that movie a few times in the theater. And right. Yeah. Did you go by uh, – you were what, in your teens by then? Uh, yeah, let's see, 89. So did you go by yourself? or did So your... I was 16. I was 16, so I was able actually probably to drive myself there, my friends. And I, what I remember most, like back then we didn't have the internet, so we had to read that kind of stuff on, you know, magazines and newspaper. And right, and newspaper. And when they said Michael Keaton was going to be Batman, I was like, all right, like, okay. You know, I didn't really see it at the time because I thought, you know, Mr. Mom, Beetlejuice and all that stuff. Like <laughs> Beetlejuice came out like a year before that or something like that. And so, like, when I watched it, I, I loved Miss Batman. But there was one time in the movie, the first Batman, um, where he Michael Keaton's out. He does the Michael Keaton thing where he's all, let's get crazy, you know, that kind of thing. And then Joker shoots him, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I like that part, though. I do, too. But that's the one part in all the Batmans that he was in or all the times that he was Batman or Bruce Wayne or whatever that was the one time where like the Michael Keaton came out. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Like that's, pro- that's probably the Beetlejuice that came out. I remember <laughs> yeah, the, the Beetlejuice the came he out into the angry. Uh, yeah. I'm the ghost with the most babe. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved <laughs> that's an early yeah, version Batman. of Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah. And then after that, like you said, I think Batman returns came out, which again was another huge, huge deal. Cause I remember the cat, the bat and the, you know, and the, yes. Penguin. Yep. Yep. Or the bird, that right? Po- that famous poster. Oh, and the then, penguin, right? um, yeah, and then the Batman animated series, which to this day still fucking holds up. It's so yep. awesome. It still has the, oh man, the, the Mr. Freeze episode. The first episode out of the gate was, was Mr. Freeze. And I was like, who cares about this character? I remember seeing him in Batman 66 and he looked so cheesy yeah. and terrible. Yeah, and... but he was probably better than the Schwarzenegger one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the best line in in the uh, animated series was, you know, they're like freeze, and he's like, "That's Mister Freeze to you," you know. And I was but like, he oh, says it like cool. so dark, so cold. Yes. Like he literally says it so cold, and I'm not using that as a pun. Like, as a pun, no, it was no, beautiful. It's, and it's, it's yeah, it's so simplistic. And they had but... the whole, they made up his whole backstory with his wife, you know. Dying yeah, apparently that, that didn't that happen disease. either. That never happened before yeah. in the comics, apparently. Nope that that was a Batman animated series and the big the other big thing was so like everybody uses that now as a definitive Batman story or I'm sorry Mister Freeze story and then of course they introduce Harley Quinn in in animated series absolutely yeah and um, see back then did you like so back then I didn't really read too much comics and and get Mm -hmm. into this stuff I was kind of late into the game and I had no idea watching that that. A, Mr. Freeze didn't have that as a backstory. 
because right. I always figured like when you watch the cartoon and superheroes in it that they were just pulling stories right from the comic books. I didn't know they changed it or anything like that. Yeah. And then with Harley Quinn, I had no idea that Harley Quinn was not part of canon. I, no I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't know she was made up just for the series. I also didn't know until sometime later that Mark Hamill was the Joker. Yes. And then um, I didn't know who Kevin Conroy was. Me neither. I mean, shit, but... now he's he's my bat. He's our Batman. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And and Mark Hamill's the Joker for sure out of, out yeah, of everybody. Yeah. Freaking... I, I when I found out he was the Joker, I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't um, believe it either. It's so uh, it's so different from his own voice, and I didn't know until later. I, I played a lot of LucasArts games in the early '90s, mm-hmm. and there was a game called Full Throttle, and he played um, a voice in that. And the only reason why I knew that was because in when I beat the game, his name was in the credits, and I was like blown away. I'm like, what? And then I remember like starting to like recognize his voice and that's how I put mm-hmm. two and two together with the Joker. Oh, and so, okay. um, cause they're kind of similar, the two characters, but, um, yeah, I just, I love the animated series so much. And I, I think well, actually I he was, he was in, uh, the flash, not, well, yeah, he was in both the versions, trickster, the original but if you flash. listen, if you, if you watch the original flash, the 19, that was after Batman, actually, um, oh, yeah. if you watch the trickster, you know, Mark Hamill as a trickster in that show, you see a little bit of the Joker in there. Like you a lot of do. it. It was there. But then when he Before comes back Joker. as the Flash. <laughs> right. Exactly. When he comes back as the Flash, um, com- the new version of the Flash, when he comes back as uh-huh. the father or whatever, um, y- you see him hold back a lot because I think he realized later on that he pulled a lot of that Joker stuff from the trickster. Oh, big time. He just, yeah. pay- he just basically takes the trickster from the flash and amps it up by like a thousand and you get the Joker from that. And then some very <sighs> calm down that. version in the newer flash Joker here. Yeah. I just, I love his voice is he's got such a good, um, such a good voice, but you know, I sent you a post recently, um, speaking of the Batman animated series that they're finally making the action figures. The ki- yes. And, and I, actually, I wish I had well, all the I money. You were gonna, I thought you were going to mention that they're doing the killing joke. With Kevin Conroy. Oh, right oh, now. well, yeah, that was next. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about that. That got me so excited because I think both those guys weren't going to be doing the voices anymore. And then they got pulled out. They got pulled back in because of that story. I mean, right, you because, cannot have um, anyone else doing that the story. The last time that they were going to do it was uh, was the cartoon. No, I'm sorry, not the cartoon. The, the video game was the last time the Joker, uh, Mark Hamill, was going to do oh, it. Oh, right, because he did... Now Mark Hamill did what two of the video, two out of the three, right? I think, I think so, Kevin yeah. Conroy. I think Kevin Conroy did all of them, but uh, <clears throat> the Joker was voiced by somebody else in the not Rocksteady version. The, the yeah, bad one. yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that too. Yeah, you just can't. You can't do that. You know, I don't know. It, he's he's so distinct and he's such an amazing um, voice actor. But uh, yeah, I want to buy all those action figures. I saw that come online. I was like, oh my god, take my money. Because it just brought me right back to right. when I first watched that show. Um, so let's see. So we got from the '66. We got to the Keaton versions. Then we started the talking Tim Burton, about the Tim Burton. Now the one, the one, just real quickly, the first Batman movie with uh, Michael Keaton. That movie would have been a lot better if they didn't have freaking Prince uh, sing all the songs. Did that you hear that backstory movie. that they just wanted him to write one song and he fucking came back with a whole album and they were like, okay, well, how do we but say that? But that totally makes sense. That makes sense that he would do that because that's just, he's just, that's who he is. You know, it's, 
I, I believe that. I'm not, I totally I'm not a Prince that. fan, so I would have rather him not have done the whole fucking movie. I'm um, a 1983 but it definitely, it definitely Prince sense, fan. It definitely sets a tone in that movie. Like, somehow the yeah. music just works in that movie. When they're playing, it, like, when, they, when he's going into the museum and destroying all the works of art. Somehow yeah, that song works. Some of that does work. Some of that does work. But I thought for the most part, I thought it was kind of cheesy but i don't know maybe that just kind of worked for the movie because like when they when michael keaton finally left um and um val kilmer val kilmer came in they they changed the tone again right you know um, right it wasn't gothic really anymore yeah and joel schumacher used a lot of like neon lights and a lot of that kind of crap i think in both movies he did that like even worse in the it. fourth movie he but. upped it in the in the batman and robin one and it was it his idea to put the bat nipples on you know the the val kilmer yeah, movie I and think then it was like um, idea. and i i heard like chris o'donnell when they hired him for robin he was like upset about his he wanted a better looking costume and this and that like there are like all kinds of weird rumors about that production kind of Yeah, thing. but like it's it's Robin like what what did you think was going to happen? Look, I mean, look at the comic books. How much cooler could you have possibly made it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean I mean they stayed true. They stayed pretty true to the coloring in the in the first one, in the first mm-hmm. uh, Val Kilmer one. And they just like darkened a little bit, not too much, but that's that's as badass what as the you- original is going to get. So what do you think in the, in the going back to the Keaton Batmans what do you think about the casting you know when they when they first like casted somebody and you, were you like oh yeah that, okay that's... so quick story about Batman remember I was telling you like for ET we were talking about and I don't remember yeah. ever my dad taking me to ET well I remember right. my dad I think the earliest memory I had my dad taking me to a movie was Batman and he's taken us okay. to the movies beforehand but but if if I'm going to remember a movie that made an impact on me about the movie experience was it was Batman. So we yeah. get there before the credits, before the credits start opening. I think I don't even think we made it for the trailers. <laughs> the theater was freaking packed. And it was the first yeah. time that it was the first time that me, I got separated from my dad and my sister um, oh, because wow. it was so packed. So I had to sit like kind of towards, I somehow found, a, somehow got an aisle seat in the middle, the way the theater was set up and um, being separated from them. But I didn't care like when the movie started, like I was just completely sucked in. I mean, I remember like, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like find me later. Um, I remember the biggest cheer. The first time I ever heard an audience cheer or remember an audience cheering was in that Batman when when the Batwing does this thing just specifically for, I mean, they kind of, they kind of tell it. Okay. But remember when he already goes through it with the Batwing and then flies up through the clouds just to make a U-turn, but he flies through the clouds up into the full moon and it forms the bat insignia in the moon. And then, right. And then, and then the worst part of the movie came like two seconds after that. (laughs) Right. When he shoots him down with a giant gun. But I remember the, the the cheer, the like the absolute joy of happiness, because at that point in time, nobody had ever seen anything like that. And yeah, I, I get, like, and you know, as a as a comic book person now, kind of, I'm not still not too big into comic books, but I still read them when I can. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. Maybe it's just nostalgia for me because I, I got a feeling if I watched it now without knowing 
anything about it and didn't have that great memory of my dad taking us to the movies, mm-hmm. I probably would have ripped this movie apart. Yeah. Like the whole well, Jack I, I watched, I watched the actual recently. killer. Yeah. I, I watched it recently, and some of, some of the, the story choices were obviously not from comic book writers. No. Those were no. from yeah. the suits. Yeah. I mean, think about so, think about the fact that Batman just started being Batman in this version, even though he's like 38 or 37 in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. 35 or whatever mm-hmm. Keaton was at that point in time. Basically, he was just a rumor at that point in time still. Remember, like, that guy oh, Knox, right. the guy Knox is investigating it, and he, he's they're starting to hear rumblings, and he's taking he's trying to take it seriously, but nobody else takes it seriously. So Batman is still a myth in that in the part of right. the early part of the movie. So Batman reveals himself when the Joker comes out, right? Basically, um, mm-hmm. right in front of Commissioner Gordon. Um, for some reason, he's on a fucking raid there, and <laughs> and so that's the first major time you really see Batman. Uh, according to the police and a week and a half later, Vicki Vale finds out who he is. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, funny, but it, it, all the women in these, in these movies find out who he is. So right. Stop but dating but think about like how we start rip getting apart other movies. Like we, we like we rip <laughs> apart like man of steel, right? Like, because like Lois Lane found him in like a month and a half. Right. <laughs> but in the team, in the Tim, Tim Burton version, Vicky Vale finds out who the fuck he is in like a week. You know what? Stop dating smart reporters. Date slutty <laughs> models. <laughs> yeah. Date a Kardashian. Yeah. Date They'll never figure out who brains. the fuck you are. Even if you wake up with a suit on, just tell them you went to like <laughs> Hugh Hefner's house or something. I had a pajama party. <laughs> Hey, why are you, why are you, I mean, Vicky Vale sees him sleeping upside down. She's like, Oh, you must be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no. So, okay. Well, we were talking about casting though. So you felt, you know, Jack Nicholson was okay as the Joker. Like, yeah, when you heard I did. Casting. At, at that point in time, I did. And I think I still would be okay with it. And yeah. I think Michael about, Keaton, Michael Keaton, yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't have, um, I don't, I didn't have a big as a, big of an opinion as I do now about casting. Okay. But even if, if that was casted today with Keaton back then, like I would, I would love if Keaton was fucking Bruce Wayne again, doing Batman beyond how fucking sick would that be? Oh but, yeah, uh, my God. Playing an older Batman. That'd yeah. Be awesome. So, but anyway, like He's getting up there in age. Yeah, I know he could play the older Batman right now, but, um, I, uh, what about, so bat when Batman returns came out and they said, uh, you know, Danny DeVito was the penguin. I was like, yes, Right away, sense. I was he like, was the only, he, was, he was the shortest guy that I knew that wasn't, uh, you know, wicked. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so totally, it made perfect sense. I don't know any other people that could have played the penguin the way that you know Burton had envisioned it. I mean, he was fucking I, I didn't gross, have, though. Uh, I re- uh, yeah, they they made him really gacked out, and he had flippers and all that stuff. And they, what, um, when he was, what about when he was eating that fucking raw fish in the middle of the but, office? Oh, That's fucking God, gross. I know. That, that was black so shit gross. coming out of his mouth, like that was never explained. <laughs> that was so gross. Why is it spit like, black? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't how many know. penguins don't even have black spit? Why the fuck does he? No, I don't know. I think they were just kind of say like he was underground for so long that when he came out, he was just all yeah like, whacked that, out. That still doesn't make any but sense. Mich- but what do you think? Like I liked um, Michelle Pfeiffer uh, as uh, yeah. as Catwoman, and and as Selena Kyle, she was really awesome, and. um 
I didn't really care too much for the Christopher Walken character because every time he came on, it was just a little awkward. But it was Christopher Walken. Yeah, exactly. It was Christopher like Walken. Max Shrek was Christopher Walken. There wasn't any real difference there. No, no, not at all. Um, but I remember, I remember watching. Uh, I, I don't can't remember. Well, I don't remember if it was Johnny Carson or David Letterman, but that woman, um, that actress, Sean Young, came on in a Catwoman outfit and was and was like trying her hardest it was to. It, it, you were, you were, you remembering an article or a, a lore. Was it Conan? Yes. Yeah, so, I saw it on no, TV. It, I saw so it on what, TV at the time. Uh, was Conan even, wait a minute. No, was wait. Conan even live like in 91? Cause this was like when they were casting it, they hadn't even. No, no, no. So what happened was, yet. no, it wasn't Conan. So what happened was that she wanted the part so bad. Yeah. That, that she came on the TV show dressed in a Catwoman suit, but she did that at the studio too, apparently. Oh, okay. Like to I remember watching that online going, this is so weird, you know? And I remember her from um, Ace Ventura and I also remember her from Blade Runner, of course. Yeah. Um, I remember her first from Ace Ventura though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. Um, a dude. <laughs> but I could have saw her as, as, as a Catwoman, but she fucked up her own like career because of personal shit that she had going on with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard she was like really difficult. To uh, Robert Wood. Wood. What, Wood? What, what the fuck's his first name? I don't know. James Woods. James Woods, okay. He had yeah. she had something going on with him and she went off the deep rail and she basically got blacklisted from Hollywood. Stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah, I heard she was supposed to play Catwoman. Then they actually hired Annette Benning, but she got pregnant or had a different part. Um Oh, she got pregnant with uh with uh Beatty. Warren Beatty, yeah. right. And Warren then Beatty, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was, I believe. The third choice or the very first choice? I don't know. Because I but think... She, he, I, I, can't I can't remember. I, I've seen so many else. I've, I've read so many, like, gossip shit, and I can't remember. Either she was the first choice and she couldn't do it. That's when they went down the that betting path. And then by the time she yeah. couldn't do it anymore, Michelle Pfeiffer became free. Or she was the third choice. It's one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she she did a good job. and um, and they And they kind of, like hinted that she'd be back because you right. remember yeah, the yeah. End of it, you see her. Yeah. Well that I, um, I'm sure Tim Burton probably had something set up and then, yeah. you know, once he decided he wasn't going to do the third one, I bet you it all had to do with about money. It's all about money. Like if you count how many minutes that Batman is on screen, it's not very much. Well, I think that's and why I, Keaton and I, left, right? That's why Keaton left. And I believe that's why Val Kilmer left because he went and did that movie called the saint Right and got paid a mint to do that. That movie sucked, um, but it did. <laughs> but it's a good thing he didn't do Batman and Robin, though. Yeah, it probably was a good thing, but his career didn't need help to be bad anyway. It's still bad, but um, yeah, I remember you know when they hired him for Batman. I thought that's that's not a bad choice. Kilmer. You know? Yeah, when they when they yeah, hired Kilmer, good I thought he was okay. He's a really you know, good actor. And when they when they and, and when they were casting for the Riddler, I thought. You know, I, for whatever reason, I think my mind went right to Robin Williams, and yeah. um, and they hired uh, Jim Carrey, who was just up and coming. Like, oh, did he... you did you read that thing online about about what they did, what WB did with Robin Williams? No. So what had happened was uh, Nicholson. They they wanted Nicholson to do it. That was their first choice. I get Nicholson. And he wasn't sure, or he, oh, to do the Joker, you mean? Is just for the Joker back a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. To Keaton, to the Keaton one, and okay. they wanted him first for the Joker, without a doubt. And then something happened. 
basically, I don't remember what happened, but basically WB said we're and because Robin Williams apparently was a huge comic book fan or a DC fan and wanted to be in mm-hmm. uh, wanted to be in a Batman movie. So they said they would give the part to Robin Williams, like they they told him verbally or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Nicholson came back and said he would do it. And Williams found out that WB was just Warner Brothers was just using Williams oh. to get Nicholson back into the role. And apparently, I hear when, that all the time. They do apparently, that. Apparently, apparently, when the Riddler came up, um, they asked him to do it, and he. I think at that point in time, he still had not worked with Warner Brothers still at that point because of what had happened with the first Batman. He said, F you. <laughs> yeah, basically. He was like, fuck you. And now I'm glad he wasn't in it because could you imagine yeah, Robin good Williams for him, in that movie? I, I'm glad he's got integrity. That's that's awesome. But could you imagine if he was in that fucking version of it? Like I could yeah, have, I, I could picture Williams doing the Riddler in a Nolan version by far. But I can't picture yeah. Williams doing... That Batman. Williams, it's not even the cheesiest Williams, out of the two. Williams is a good. Um, he's a good actor. I mean, a really good actor, and and he's done a lot of. Um, there was like a string of movies he did where they were really serious. Like he played bad guys, or he played, you know, some really like Goodwill Hunting. Role. He won the Oscar for. Oh my God, he's I I can watch that movie all day long. He's just magnificent in that movie. He's so awesome. Uh, but they they treated the Riddler really weird, like just completely wacky and and over the top. And of course, Jim Carrey fit the bill just fine. But yeah, but at the same to go, time, if you go back and watch it, he wasn't. That it doesn't far hold off. up. He wasn't yeah, that far did. off to like what they did in the '66 Batman, and it was different yeah, look, in the cartoon. Look at what they're doing with him now in Gotham. You know, they, uh, I fucking I don't some. Care about you that haven't show. watched. Uh, you haven't watched the last few episodes, but he turns. Last few. He try, I'm in double digits, dude. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and you know what? And here's here here's how I know the series is going to end. He becomes Batman. No, are you serious? Yeah, that's Bruce crazy. Wayne becomes Batman, <laughs> and and Gordon becomes Commissioner. That's how. That's the ending of the fucking show, right there. That's amazing. That's why I don't that's have to watch right it. There. That's why dude, I don't it have writes to watch itself. It. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah the the val kilmer one like if you go back and watch it it really does not hold up no it doesn't all. and well you and know what's we fucking lead... crazy is like tommy lee jones takes this like weird like take on two-face he goes in between <sighs> the riddler and the joker from the nicholson version he just goes back and forth between the two and it's like have you even read the comic book and apparently he took no. it because of his kid his kid wanted yeah, him to do no. it. It's it's the, they treated the property the the property went just completely downhill, and you could see you could see an enormous difference between the first two and the third and fourth. And the fourth one is just way out there. It's like they it's decided the to let's just make Batman. this. Yeah, they're like let's just make this so comic booky, which is weird to say, but like let's make it so out there and like colorful and you well know, here's why here's why the 66 crazy. version or the 60s version of batman work i'll just say adam west version the adam west version of the batman works better than schumacher's version because schumacher's still trying to be serious about the movies in some point in time right. doing it that way and right. the batman from the 60s knows what they're doing and they're just like i don't fucking care if it's cheesy i don't care if i list Every I don't care if I label every. It's like he fucking made a label maker and just labeled everything. Like he doesn't. They don't care. I mean, they had a label maker had a label maker. <laughs> right. It's the bat label maker. Um, but 
they I mean they they had the bat to see. Like yeah. Batman is literally dancing with his cape in that show and they know exactly what they're doing. I don't think anybody making at that point in time, well, I would hope actually somebody would stand up and be like, is this really fucking happening? Like in the in the <laughs> show the uh, the Schumacher, the second one. Right. Like what how do you promote a movie like that? Like Knowing you're on know. like, how does George Clooney sit there and be like, "I gotta fucking promote this thing. I gotta tell people this movie's good." Like, oh, I, he said, I brought he out said, a fucking. I think even, well, um, now he does, but he had to promote that yeah. shit at that point. I mean, they had a Bat Mastercard or an American Express. <laughs> it wasn't that movie. That's right. I forgot about. He that. fucking pulled it out of his fucking Bat utility belt, and <laughs> it actually says Batman on the credit card. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like somebody like it's American Express, right? I think it was on. Wait, Don't did he go? It. Did he go? Does Batman have his own social security number? Like, how did he open that account? That's what I'm talking about. Somebody like <laughs> called up American Express, filled out a fucking application, and said Batman sounds like a legit ID. Like he sounds. Le- Wait a minute, he doesn't make any money. What's your He's first name? Crimes. What's your first name? Bat. Yeah. What's your last name? Man. <laughs> Just put them together. Don't even hyphenate it. You know, like Madonna, like Cher. That's yeah. me. I'm Batman. Yeah. What, what well, yeah. we need your social security number for the credit card. Well, it's the same as Bruce Wayne's, but I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll tell you a couple things about, well, I mean, there's a thousand things that went wrong with that fourth production, but, but I remember, <laughs> but I remember, um, well, first of all, Bane and Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy is so over the top. Like her, I love Uma Thurman, but my God, she's completely awful in that movie. And, but Bane she plays awful like pretty t- well. I mean, you know what exactly she's going for, and she gets it. But see, if they took her and put her in Batman 66, she'd be absolutely perfect. Pitch right. perfect. I um, think everything in but, that I think everything in that movie is like an homage or like a gay homage to the Batman 60s <laughs> version. Yeah, no, down to the cod pieces. Um not, got, yeah, cod Bar- pieces, that's not even the worst part. How about the fact that like there's like half naked like uh a men statues all over Gotham, like that are holding up buildings <laughs> and bridges and shit. Like, there, did Brian Singer direct that? Oh no, that's <laughs> <Schumacher>. never mind. <laughs> I mean, seriously, um, there's like giant naked men in that movie holding up buildings. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure the ladies don't have a problem with that, but it was but, weird. Yeah, but I don't think it was made for the ladies. It was not no. made for the ladies. Um. That'd be funny if they like drove up the butt of one and shot out the front. <laughs> That's the ambiguously gay duo doing that. Oh yeah, they, I think they did do that. Like, the big, <laughs> the big monster. They like shot through the crack, the butt crack of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, uh, well, one thing that was very noticeable when I watched this movie was that George Clooney was playing um, Doctor Ross from ER in. Yeah, as Batman, because he did that. He does that whole at the time. He doesn't do it anymore because I think uh, the little broken shimmy, the, the little, the little head bob. Head. The, yep. Yeah, yeah. The head, the head tilts and it does this little bob when he's talking to you, and you're just like, "What the fuck is your problem? Like, put your head up straight." Yeah. And like, I remember that. I remember when he did that movie Out of Sight, which is one of my favorite movies. The director told him stop doing that because, like, in that movie, you see him actually acting. Actually, not bobbing his head and shit like that. Right. Um, if you, see, you ever so see the movie One Fine Day, he does it a lot in that movie. Yes, he does. But that kind of works because he's a reporter. But like his Batman with your head tilted, it's fucking weird. You know, it's just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. 
That, and, that, uh, that's the least. That's the least problem. I know. Movie. I know. That was the most noticeable thing right off the bat. But oh my god, we could spend like. Well, dude, the, it fucking opens with a cheap ass joke about this is why Superman works alone. And I'm like, okay, right. you, you <laughs> great. You acknowledge you acknowledge that you know Superman exists in your world, but but that's that's how they open the fucking movie. I know, I know. Because the first movie they opened up with, I'll get drive through something like that, right? Or yeah, chicks off the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. They they kind of did that with the um, I, but it worked. The Bale version when you know Catwoman disappears and he's like so that's how it feels like you know but but what made me laugh harder was that he was still doing the voice even though no one was around i was like <laughs> what the fuck is your problem he was still doing the voice and she yeah. wasn't around i'm like so is there a voice modulator in there or was he but it didn't sound like it it sounded like he just yeah. said it they're they're yeah. finally using the voice modulator in uh the batman v superman version yeah so he doesn't have cool to change his voice at all yeah, I'm cool with that. Well, um, just to, okay, I hope so, they don't fuck up. I don't. I hope they don't mess up like they did with Bane, Bane and the Nolan Bane because they had the the early screenings of that show or movie said it was really impossible to hear Bane. And you could, if you, there's a video online about um, showing the two versions of it. Oh, like, really? Yeah, the the audio is really distinct between what, what was what a lovely singing voice. You but you couldn't even you hear have. it because the the modulation in that version of his voice, the the original version, it was yeah. really muffled. So they they actually went back and re-recorded all his lines before the the whole the the big oh, release shit. came out. So I hope Man, they don't do the same thing with Batman. Yeah, well, I mean. It should be finished, right? I mean, they've had so oh, long. Oh, it's been done for a long time. Movie. So They worked longer on this than The Force Awakens. I mean, it took a long-ass time. Well, they've, they've we'll shown see. enough fucking shit. <laughs> I know. We've, we've seen the I've whole seen movie seen like 15 already. fucking minutes of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, all the, and all the high points, too. Like, what do we have to look I've even to? seen B-roll footage. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're actually showing me like, the special edition shit to make me buy your Blu-ray. Six minutes of, um, yeah, B-roll stuff today, which, like you said, they usually don't introduce that until the movie's out. Then no, they, this is... Like a week later. This is definitely, this is definitely that, that, like, that boyfriend or girlfriend that is so afraid of you leaving that they are basically doing every little fucking thing for you. Like, do you need me to do your homework? Do you need me to do your laundry? Do you, like, they're they're clawing at you so that you don't fucking, you know, so but that you, you don't but, think that but movie ev- sucks. But what, but what happens in that situation is the girl ends up leaving, even, you know, it still leaves because they don't want to be, um, well, they don't, they don't want to be tied down like that or they don't want to be suffocated suffocated like that and i'm and you and i being really big fans that's what it feels like it feels like i'm like stop just stop it you know did, we'll did go you see, see this week they released another fucking article about jared leto too now the, another now one the, yeah yeah yes, now the director's like saying like what jared leto did with the joker's fucking unbelievable and i, and I posted on our on our facebook page wow he fletcher's yeah. gonna be awesome in this movie <laughs> because they fucking keep saying shit that like they said about Heath Ledger after the movie came out. None of that stuff about oh Heath God. Ledger. You, like you had no idea the craziness that he went through to do that movie until after the Dark Knight came out, and like it all made oh, sense. Yeah. It made the movie better. 
But like, I feel like every time they talk about Leto doing some crazy shit on set, it's just trying to remind you that it's okay. He 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 takes it as seriously as Heath Ledger did. Yeah, I I don't need to. I I don't need to hear that. I mean, I don't. In this version, what, what Heath, in it, this it, version, it, they make it sound like it the parents, like the parent who like killed your fish, and the parent tries <laughs> to get like a new fish, and says it's the same thing. It they look exactly the same. It, it's your fish. Like that's right. exactly what it's like. Like they killed your pet, they tried to get you another hamster, and they're trying to tell you that that hamster is still the same hamster. <laughs> You're like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like meet the parents. He's like, that's Jinkies. That's the cat. <laughs> yeah, and the tail. And the tail is like all painted, right? Yeah, <laughs> tears your house up. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, I that it's such. It's so, it so diminishes his performance too. I mean, Heath Ledger was amazing. George, you know, Jack Nicholson was amazing. Cesar Romero was great. You know, Mark Hamill is fantastic as a Joker. As far as I'm concerned, but that's Jared Leto's a good Joker. actor. It's everything that's He's coming a out great now. Actor, why do you have to say every five seconds that? He's amazing as a Joker. It just why? You know what happened? Ends up happening is that movie's going to come out, and all I'm going to think about is I'm just going to be looking at him and going, uh, you know, and thinking about all the different things that they said. And I'm going to, my expectations are going to be so high and he's not going to even come close. Yeah. To it's it. actually doing the exact opposite. You're trying, That's you're, what it you're does. subconsciously trying to remind me that he is just as serious as Heath Ledger. And all you're making me do is put Jared Leto above Heath Ledger. And if you fall anything below that or even equal to, I'm going to think you suck. Right. I'm already not really, I'm already not sold on that movie. I don't like the way Harley Quinn looks. I'm sorry. Right. I don't care what other people said. They're like, oh, I'm so excited that she's in the movie. Just look at her. She looks ridiculous. I don't, I don't like the, her look at all or, or even her, the trailers that I've seen when she says a line, I'm like, that's way over the top. That's like fish moony stuff. I don't, I don't appreciate that. I don't like that. It's like, you know, I, that's a, t- that's a tough one out of everybody in that movie. I would say, and I, I think I think I could argue that doing Harley Quinn live action is probably tougher than Jared Leto doing their take on the Joker, because at the well, end of the there's only been one take. There's only been one take of Harley Quinn, and that was the animated right, series, and that's so. and that's what launched that character. So the bar is set so high for Harley Quinn, and and you know their version of the Joker is not the same thing as Heath Ledger. So they really didn't have to do any kind of like smoothing us over to accept Leto. Cause I had already accepted right. Leto because he's a good actor. When he, when he yeah, was cast, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. I did the same thing for Heath Ledger. When people had a fucking fit, when he got hired, I was like, why that guy can act, you know, I could see like, you know, whatever. And then the, that first fucking image came out as him. And I was like, Oh fuck, this is a different Joker. This is like the, fucking psycho joker that we never got to see nicholson do if you had no clue that he was cast like you just went in blindly and watched that movie you wouldn't have no fucking clue that was heath ledger i i i knew he was the joker going in and i just like forgot it was heath ledger right you know he steals the the show I mean, it's just incredible. And when he won the Oscar, that was a huge deal. You know, I, I'm Did not he a deserve big it? Because I don't fan, remember the other best supporting actors. I can't that. remember either, but I just remember. I was hoping they didn't give thinking, it to him because he, you know, because he died. I was. I, well, yeah. I, was hoping there, that I mean, the there's that. But, but I remember, I remember 
after watching that going, I, oh my God, they gotta, they gotta nominate this guy, you know, cause I think the movie came out about six months after he died. There was but, a lot of push for that movie to be like it, that. That's, that's why we have 10 films now, eight to 10 films for best picture because the dark Knight, um, because there was rumbling about that with, you know, the Lord of the Rings and, and why it wasn't winning. And then, and then all of a sudden, like people like ever, all of a sudden, the Dark Knight came out, and people were like, well, this has got to be like, it's got to be nominated. Like, you finally have to nominate a comic book movie. If you're going to nominate a comic book movie, it has to be this one. That's the one, yeah. And because it yeah, wasn't a comic sure. book movie, it was a fucking, it was a crime thriller. You know, it was that was a, it was like a cops and robbers movie. That's what that was. Like, um, if I were going to nominate a Marvel movie, it would have been Winter Soldier. You know, hmm. It's. I, I think Winter Soldier is just freaking phenomenal. It is. So, I don't, I don't so think good. it was. I don't think it. I don't think it was as game changing as the Dark Knight was. You don't and, think and so? Here's, no, because here's why. Well, maybe because not because as, the Dark but... Knight at that point in time basically redefined a new way of telling a comic book movie. Like, yeah. Blade was Blade was a serious movie, but it wasn't like it wasn't. It didn't have that element of real life in in it like the Dark Knight does. Or, or the Nolan vision of, well, until right. Dark Knight Rises, because Dark Knight Rises is not good. But um, it, it, it showed a way and would pave the way for what's coming out this week, which is Batman v Superman, because yeah. obviously they thought that everybody wants every fucking comic book movie to look like the Dark Knight, and they went dark with, you know, Man of Steel. So, yeah. I still don't. So it's like a double. It was like a double-edged sword with that. Like you got one of the definitive, probably, I would say top three comic book movies of all time for me. In the top three, yeah. off the top of my head, it's right up there, possibly number one. Um, that I that I've ever seen, and to this day, is that there's nothing like it. Um, yeah, it's so good. But um, the joke, Joker's entr- Joker's entrance, yes, in the Dark Knight is. <laughs> I mean. I remember when that happened, everyone just was yeah. shocked and just yeah. everybody cheered. lost it. Everybody lost it when he when he was done because remember there's that city shot of Gotham right after that, it's an aerial shot, so there was time where people were still clapping and cheering um, yeah. into that next scene. And I was like, that's a it's a good thing they didn't cut to another dialogue scene because you would have not heard what was going on because they were so loud about yeah, you couldn't because like he got he got up and like was walking out and he had like the his finger on the grenades the string to pull the grenade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I remember I couldn't hear anything after that either. I had to go watch it again because um, people were cheering so loud. Yeah, but, um, I mean, when was the last time you heard anybody cheer after a scene of people just talking? Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember because he really did. That, I mean, yeah, that that part was cool when he said he was going to make the pencil disappear, but. People cheered at a performance, and that wasn't the right. first time you saw him. You saw him in the beginning of the movie. In the in oh right, well the you see scene. like yeah, you hear his voice, and then well you see him, but he doesn't have his, he doesn't take his mask off to the very to the very right. end of that scene. You're right, you're right. So, but, but everybody um, had seen that beforehand. They did some really aesthetically. They did some really cool things. Um, I almost said aesthetically, but uh, musically in that, like whenever oh, the Joker Zimmer. was around, they had that really weird hum. It was the that, best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the best thing. That was the best thing in uh, in Man of Steel was the music from Hans Zimmer. Yeah, it was. They got, I mean, they wanted to be. They want Superman to be Batman so fucking much. They got the Batman. They got the Batman fucking composer doing Superman. <laughs> I heard that um, they. 
uh, every superhero has a theme in Batman. So all three leads have um, theme musics, I guess. That makes sense. So yeah. I think I think in the behind the scenes version of the dark the behind the scenes stuff in the Dark Knight uh, Blu-ray, um, the Joker's theme was created by taking a a violin bow and mm-hmm. playing it and playing it uh, over uh, higher pitch, long versions of notes on an electric guitar. But, okay, do you remember? So the very first time I heard that, I kept looking over to I don't remember if it was who I was with. I was probably with a friend. I kept looking over, going like, "Do you hear that? That's really weird, right?" And then like the Joker would appear, and then like later in the movie. You hear the e again, and I'm like, "Oh, I guess maybe that means the Joker's going to appear." And then I get like all like it, it was almost like a Pavlov dog thing, right. Pavlov Pavlovs. So like you know, dogs salivate at the dinging of the bell. Well, every time that that town would come up, my heart would start racing. I'm like, "Oh shit, the Joker's going to show up. Right. Something some shit's going to happen." Like that was they fucking conditioned you in within the movie, right? You know that that this was going something's going to happen. You know, one of the, awesome. you know, one of the best scenes in that movie with the Joker is when he's, and this is, I saw it in IMAX, so, like, that scene was filmed in IMAX, and it looks fucking phenomenal oh, on, that's on the right. big screen. But there's a scene where he blows up the hospital. Oh, yeah. And he's pushing the button. And that like, was improv. Well, it wasn't, well, it was improv because something went wrong. And, like, yeah. when it finally happened, like, he stayed in character. And like that's when it like it, it ended up being like a great shot because it it's like typical Joker like just goofing around with a fucking switch like it's a remote control for a TV, and then yeah. all of a sudden it fucking blows up and he's like shocked that it blew up and runs onto the bus. yeah that he runs off. It was genius though. Such a I, great. You didn't know. No, <laughs> thought it was part of the part of the thing, but he stayed in character when it didn't work. Yeah, that's just brilliance, you know, absolute brilliance. Um, and Harvey Dent, you know, was freaking creepy. Like after he, now, Harvey his... Dent should have been as Two Face in, in yes, but that Two Face would not have worked. And could you imagine pulling? Could you imagine pulling the seriousness of the characters into like the Schumacher versions? Right. Like they picture, do everything picture so Christian earnestly. Bale's picture Christian Bale's Batman in Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Can you picture that? Just it's like that. this huge contrast. He's yeah. He's like, oh my god, he's I'm hysterical. Remember, like when he falls through the ceiling, and like picture the the, the head shimmy from like George Clooney saying, "Hey, freeze on Batman," <laughs> but picture it with like Christian Bale doing it. Like picture the serious version of Christian Bale. Hey, hey, all right, I'm. Batman, he would have fucking right? drove. He would have drove the tumbler through the fucking museum and like ran over all his fucking minions and probably like beat the shit out of that freeze in two seconds. <laughs> like two seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of fucking. Instead of fucking what Clooney did, he plays fucking ice hockey with him. He plays ice hockey and then he takes a rocket ride with him up in the space. He, t- he plays ice hockey with a fucking like four pound diamond. <laughs> like somebody wrote the script and said, okay, let's film this. Dude, did they play surfing music when they were flying back down? Wait, he ship? had, wait, he had, he had fucking bats, uh, ice skates on. Like it was a feature <laughs> built into his boots. Oh, that's right. He clicks them and they pop out. Right. Oh my God, dude. They okay, played so ice hockey. A, that's a direct I, nod. They played that, ice hockey. You know ho- that's a direct what you know that's a direct nod to 66 right because 
the the opening of 66 well, no, was it, with the it, shark. It, and he, well, had the bat, he had the shark spray, the bat well, shark spray. Yeah, but still at the same time, it did not say bat ice skates, so it's not an homage to it because <laughs> the bat it's shark. to stupidity. The bat shark repellent. The back shark repellent, it was, like, listed on the helicopter, wasn't it? it? It didn't say bat shark repellent or something like that? I don't know. I can't remember now, but I just remember, I just remember, even my son thought that was the silliest thing in the world. He's like, how did they know that they were going to get attacked by sharks? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he has it on his The same bed. reason that Batman knew he was going to play fucking ice hockey that night. I said, you know what? I said, I said that shark spray probably works as mace, probably works as insect repellent, probably right. works as... <laughs> <laughs> he just, yeah, I, that'd be funny if uh, if uh, Christian Bale pulled out shark repellent spray. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> what if what if like what if Mister Freeze showed up instead of Bane in Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> oh my could god! You, <laughs> so could you imagine Mister Freeze giving that speech in the fucking stadium? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I god! I can't believe. Do you remember when they cast um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze? I, yeah, I, I thought that I, was going to be cool. I was like, yeah, that's going to be awesome, Mister Freeze. And I then thought it was going to be really cool, and he was horrible. He had the worst lines in the movie. I mean, just so horrible. And I don't think there's nobody. The highest... I don't think there's anybody on the planet that could have delivered those lines the way that he did. Yeah, they were. He was also the highest paid actor on that movie. So, yeah. like, it was like. 30, 35 million. It was like at the he time was still, was the he was still Arnold at that point in time. Yeah. So he was, <laughs> yeah. He wasn't the governor yet. No, no, he was still, he was still Arnold at that point. I mean, he had some bombs at that point in time too. I think he had like, what did he had? He had the last action hero and then was it collateral damage or something like that? Or, well, that came much later. Didn't Schwarzenegger yeah. fight the devil in one of his movies too? That was called end of, end days. of days. Yeah. He so, like, the, at that point in time, he was doing some shitty movies, and, and I think Batman and Robin was, like, the pinnacle of shitty movies. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, it was I terrible. actually didn't I mind he, The Last Action Hero. I didn't mind it either. It's still, I mean, it doesn't hold up really. Um, no, but when I saw the movie, I was around, I think I was, like, close to that kid's age. So, like, I was like, wow, that's awesome. I get to meet my hero. Yes, I think we skipped generations. Because for me, I was, I was watching it going, like, this is bullshit. Because, like, I loved him. And, <laughs> dude, I grew up with him. I grew, you know, The Simpsons says it perfectly because they have a um, a character on that show called McBain, which is, right. like, uh, Arnold. Yeah. yeah. And I remember after The Last Action Hero came out, The Simpsons did a parody with McBain doing the magic ticket thing. And, and you see, like... The guy on the screen goes, magic ticket my ass, McBain. <laughs> it was really funny. But um, <laughs> that movie was just, I mean, I understood what they were trying to do, but it just didn't, it just didn't work. You know, like he did things like um, he'd walk into his house and he just put two bullets in the closet and open the closet and the guy would fall out <laughs> dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's but like I thought, every see, day. I, see, I, on the other hand, like, I know that's ridiculous, but like at the same time, you're like, Oh, what are what are those action heroes doing when you don't see him on screen? Like, right? Like, I pictured when he did it, when he picked when he did that. I pictured like Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon having to do that. Right, right. And he he opens the closet and there's like fifty you know red shirts and fifty right. leather jackets. <laughs> yeah, it's the same, the same clothes. clothes. And then like there's that scene where he falls into the Liberia tar pits and he gets out and he like takes a napkin and wipes it all off of him and the kids like. 
how's that possible? How'd you wipe all that off? You, you know, because in the movies they always like right. wipe get, get clean right away. You know, see, I thought that I thought that stuff was fucking brilliant. Like I thought it was like knowing how ridiculous action movies are and making fun of it. Like I didn't mind but that for, stuff. I just don't know. Maybe it just for whatever reason it just didn't. I, that that movie is just a different animal than anything I've seen before. Still to this day, I yeah, don't. Yeah. It's like kind of this anomaly, you know, out there. Well, they even like um, remember when Arnold comes into the real world, where he where he like shoots the taxi and the taxi doesn't blow up, and it's like, oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's what would happen. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what would happen in real life. You know, right. like I love like I, to me, I liked that stuff, and I don't know if it's because like I didn't have like I grew up liking the movie, and people like thought it was like really shitty and. I don't know. I just I liked those things in there where it like it knew it was in a movie and was making fun of all the bad things. I think things I about figured it. I think I figured it out. I think the the reason is I grew up, you know, mainly in the eighties, and I watched every one of his films. Right. And so when they got to that one, and I was so excited to watch because I just loved him in action films, and they were making fun of action films. Just for some reason, it just it didn't. It didn't work for me. I was like, I don't, I, I want to see him do shit. Like, what is this stupid stuff? Like, he was, they even make fun of Lethal Weapon in that movie where the the black uh, street cop gets killed, and they play the yeah, they play the Eric Clapton the electric guitar in the background. Yeah, yeah, he did, like I'm too old for this shit, and he croaks. Or no, he says yeah. like two weeks to retirement or something like that, right? Oh, something like that. Yeah, it was some nod. But then the the nod was the electric guitar too because. Not many people know, but Clapton played a lot of the music in the first. Two oh, or three that's with right. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. Wow. How do we? We got way off topic. Um, oh, Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze, but right. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, back to so, Batman. So get okay. So now we passed all that stuff. Let's get to the Nolan Batman's. Okay, the stuff that just came out over the last few years since two thousand and five. Okay. Um, I saw when, Batman Begins in the theater because I had to see it. Me it was, too. It was a Batman movie. And at first, like, I didn't like the, the Batmobile. And now I no. fucking want one of those. I know. Because I know. that thing like- is a fucking... It, it's like... And what's crazy about it is they actually built a real one that can go that fucking fast. I know. It's so great. So they, if I... Like, it's not like the Keaton version. Remember the Keaton version? That thing only went like 35 miles an hour. It doesn't go fast right. at all. Right. Some guy owns that. Some guy owns like one or some people own. Those, like you basically can't wheels. take it onto the highway. You'll get fucking. No. Like you can only take it around the neighborhood in like a school area because that's how fast that fucking car can only go. Oh, you, I know. And speaking of the second, like um, in Batman Returns, I think the biggest cheer was at the very beginning when he he spins the car around and then he hits the, the gas and the jet blows that guy up like fires. Him. Right. The jet flies out the back, and I was like, But if you watch what, it again, you're he, like, well, wait, you have that fucking giant hydraulic lift in your car? Like, that? no wonder you can only go 35 miles well, an hour. Well, that part was stupid. I liked the fact that the clown was shooting fire out of his mouth, and then he, like, spun around and then said, fuck you, and, like, hit the, hit the rock. Yeah, like, this that is part was firing. cool, but... That was really cool, that. but the hydraulic lift was kind of stupid. You're right. I, it would have been worked better if you just spun around, you know. And, but you could not have um, gotten further away from Schumacher's version of the Batmobiles than Nolan's version of the Batmobile. Oh, yeah, which I love. Well, see, everything that they did in Batman Begins and the other ones, he did it, he treated it as if 
what if this was real life and and a guy until really he to got Batman. into the Dark Knight Rises, right? He threw all that shit out the window in the Dark Knight Rises. Like seriously, yeah, threw all that. You you spent six you spent almost six hours telling me this Batman lives in this world. Everything needs to make sense. Everything would happen in real life. Well, you know what? If you have a broken back, you don't get hung from a rope and have some guy punch your vertebrae back into your back. And then you can fucking defeat one of the most dangerous people on the face of the earth. It doesn't right. fucking work that way. Also, like, you don't put thousands of cops under the city for three months yeah. and, and expect them to all survive. And the plot is I'm going to let Gotham suffer for five months under martial law. And if anybody comes over the bridge, I'm going to blow it up. But I'm but I already know that the core is only going to last five months. So why do I have to sit in this fucking hellhole for five months? Why don't I just <laughs> why don't I just program it like for the same day? Basically, that, you would have you won. You sense. basically would have won because the whole point was they were going to blow Gotham up anyway, no matter what. At the end of the five months, but they why do they have to wait? Yeah, yeah but they had a fail safe that could have fucking did it anyway. So it's like right. okay, so you just need five months for Batman to heal his back. Basically, after why why the drive back. the bomb? Why drive the bomb around town for three months? Yeah, I don't fuck it. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> go park, go hide it somewhere, put a bunch of guards in front of it, and call it a day. Yeah, all the fucking like, cops why? are underground. You're safe. Yeah, <laughs> you've got all of Batman's weapons. You're good to go. <clears throat> that movie's got so many plot holes. How about it's, how about the first time that Bruce Wayne tries to? Um, you know, jump to the next ledge and all he doesn't have a bungee cord because that's how he would survive that fall. He has just basic fucking rope that basically would have crushed all his fucking vertebrae from jumping that fucking high. <laughs> like it basically would have cut him in fucking half. Like Batman's like two his Batman is two hundred and twenty five pounds jumping from a hundred feet in the air with just a rope. You tell me what that rope does to his midsection. It's not just that, but in the beginning he can't even walk. He's crippled. Then he puts a he does a thing he does he does sit ups and push ups <laughs> to rehab his back. He was, he was crippled in the beginning, though, dude. They yes, put I some understand weird that and casting he, on his leg that made him run around better. But oh, right. That, well, that was that that made a little bit more sense because it was like a brace, like a, a yeah. brace, like and it was like it was like a hydraulic. Basically, it was a he robot went from leg. Being crippled to like fighting crime again like in his prime it didn't make any sense well and it was they, they, they out, were trying to they were, around, they were trying to show some yeah. high-tech shit with the brace that's why you had that like mechanical stuff so i was kind of okay with that i was kind of okay with that because they kind of explained it with like technology but they didn't explain how with no technology you can heal from a broken back by doing push-ups if, and if he got in the ring with creed he would have got his ass beat it, yeah yeah, you know, I mean, he didn't two sit ups, a couple of so many, there's so like, many fucking problems you. with that movie. How about the fact that like he he fixes the uh, the, the autopilot right in, in at the end of the movie. But he basically because from the way that he shot the the the, the explosion, mm-hmm. he basically only if he ejects the second the, the the camera cuts away from him and then the explosion happens, he probably only got out maybe two miles before that explosion, right? Mm -hmm. So you're saying Gotham is basically New York City and Pittsburgh put together because those are the two cities that they filmed in. But when he flies over, it's New York City. New York City is not two miles in diameter. 
No. Right? So it's much bigger to destroy Gotham, right? So you figure even if he didn't die in the explosion, he would have died after the explosion. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he would have not only that, yeah, but they, shit they ton cut, of radiation they cut the camera. too. Shit ton yeah, of radiation. They cut the he did too close. He wasn't. He wasn't wearing. He wasn't wearing a bat radiation suit. So, <laughs> so he probably would have never made it to that Italian cafe that Alfred saw him in. He probably would have been. He probably would have been in a fucking hospital with chemo, all like dying of radiation poisoning. <laughs> it would be funny if he was and you know why? Cafe, you, know, <laughs> you know why? You know why I think about this stuff? You know, other than the fact that I'm a big nerd and I think about movies this way, it's because Nolan preconditioned you to say, my Batman lives in a real world. Well, if right. you jump out of a fucking plane, right, from that high up in the sky <laughs> with only a mile and a half before a giant fucking H-bomb goes off, you're still going to fucking die. <laughs> that, that suit... That suit is made out of Kevlar, not radiation, like protection. Not well, to mention your label fu- on it. No, <laughs> not to mention that your eyes weren't protected and your mouth wasn't protected. So if anything, your eyes and your fucking mouth would have melted. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if he was at the cafe and Alfred got there and he's like all tore up? He fucking shows got, up. Like, he fucking shows up over. looking like that guy from RoboCop that got toxic waste in him. <laughs> So <laughs> he melted. looks like fucking Clayface. He looks like Deadpool. Uh. <laughs> yeah, worse than Deadpool. <laughs> He's got to be wheel- he- Catwoman's wheeling him around and shit because he can't walk because he jumped out of a fucking plane. Speaking of um, Deadpool, I read today that the that you know they they finally said that the director's cut and the movie isn't even out yet. But yet we have a director's cut coming out that's R rated and the movie's going to be 3 hours long. So it's got an extra half hour. Oh, you're talking and about then, Batman and Superman. Yeah, and then yeah. we're like, "Well, what what are they what are you going to put on there?" And they're like, "Oh, have Batman beating the shit out of people." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." I thought it was going like, to be I thought they were I thought they I thought it was going to be you get to see the killing of Jason Todd. I don't know. All I read was was Batman. You could see Batman brutally beat people up and like it. And I'm just like, that's not Batman, though. Like, yeah. I don't know. They, he better not have a gun. Like, he better have like what Batman had in The Dark Knight Rises, like an electric gun or something like that. Like some kind of like weapon that like shuts down cars and sh- stuff like that. Like he had in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, because Batman yeah. doesn't use guns. So and that looks like a fucking assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, it does. When the, yeah, the, when the three of them yeah go up against Doomsday, it looks like he's got a shotgun in his hand. And I was like, and hey, he doesn't. And I'm, I'm glad Wonder Woman is finally you know like I'm I'm tired because you know I I have daughters. I'm tired of like not getting um good like role model superheroes for for girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the world of comic books and cartoons. Wonder Woman is never leading the Justice League or never leading Batman and Superman. Let's get that straight. If, if right. anything, it's Batman and Superman standing side by side and everybody else standing beside them, behind them. Or, or it's really Superman is first. Like there's, port, there's, parts, there's parts of cartoons and comic books where you know, Batman concedes to Superman leading the Justice League. So right. the fact that like, okay, we have Wonder Woman here. That's great, but now you're overplaying the fact in that world, in that DC comic book world, it's always Superman's first. Yeah, I didn't quite understand it either. And also the the joke, you know, he says that joke at the end. Uh, you know, oh, right. She- it doesn't really work because I think I mentioned this to you earlier. Like, 
So in the Marvel universe, they they play it as fun but exciting, and you know there's some dangerous things that are going on in that world. Like even the first Iron Man had some like life and death things when you first see Iron Man before Tony Stark becomes Iron Man, right? Right. When he's stuck in the and that, that shit's pretty dark. However, when they get out of that, it's pretty light because you know when you're in the real world, you know the the world is not it doesn't look like fucking the like the silence of the lambs. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look like the right. basement of the silence of the lambs. So that joke doesn't work because you made it so fucking gloomy in man of steel and trying to follow the dark night thing, which you shouldn't have. And then the person who cracks the joke is Batman holding a gun. Actually, I think it's, I think it's Superman goes to she with you and he goes, I thought she was with you. Yeah. And that was the joke. Like it was Batman making the crack. And it doesn't right. work. And it's not even it's not even that funny too, because not even just because of that. I mean, yeah, the tone and all that, but that joke has been done five hundred thousand. Oh, and, times. and and conversely, when when Marvel decides to go dark or decides to go the shit is hitting the fan like in Civil War, you take that shit seriously. But right. when when you see Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman standing in front of Doomsday, you're like, How the fuck are they gonna lose? You're like, there's no tension. There's no reason for me to think that no. this is ever, like, anything bad's going to happen here. Like, you're not no. going to kill fucking Wonder Woman, you know, because she's got a movie coming out. You're not going to kill Batman because you just reintroduced him. And you're not going to kill Superman because it's fucking Superman. Like, there's right. nothing. Well, they could. It's Doomsday. Nothing. Doomsday was the only one that killed Superman. Yeah. But... So, I mean, they, they could kill him, but but he, he's got Batman and Wonder Woman with him. So no, nah, it's not going to happen. Like so, like when you watch that trailer for Civil War, like they built this world where you've grown to know all these characters, and now they're going to fight each other, and that means something. You know, that means something where a team all of a sudden breaks and they have to fight each other. Like regardless of the way that Tony and and Rogers feel about each other, you knew in the, the other two Avengers movies that they would have each other's back, and now you right. take those two and you pit them against each other. In the movies, not the comic books. I'm just talking straight movies. So you grew up with yeah. these characters, where you grew with these characters, grew through their friendship, grew through the hard times in the first Avengers, and they're a team, and now they're severed. Whereas in Batman v Superman, I've never seen this version of Batman, so I don't yeah, know him. Yeah, and, and that's that's such a good point because with the Avengers, they did they had this build up. So for when Civil War happens in a couple of months. It's going to have a huge impact when the people are fighting against each other, because especially that one line where he says, I'm sorry, Tony, but he's my friend. And he's like, oh, God, yeah. So was I that man that like hits you at home. You're just like, oh, my God. You know, but when you see Batman v Superman fighting again, it's just a fucking spectacle. It's just like, look at our digital dick and how much cool shit we can do. And, you know. Yeah, you're right. that only works really well if the story is good. So I don't know, like the, the I better see some we cool haven't seen shit. it yet. Because like I, I yeah. think I said this to you before too. Like there's nothing in Man of Steel that I haven't seen before in another movie. You know, right. I've seen Christopher Reeve fly. Yes, it looks more realistic when Henry Cavill flies, but I didn't see anything different. I saw, you know, people I've seen super people fighting each other. I mean, they did it in the Matrix Reload uh, Revolutions when they're flying, you know. Right. Um that was the, that was probably even it, the uh, first it, time yeah, the first, first time with the technology of flying looked really good. Yeah, and you know they did. I've seen I've seen cities get blown up and destroyed. Usually, it's an alien race, uh, people actually trying to destroy Earth, not save it. Like Superman fucking destroyed Metropolis, trying to save it somehow. Yeah. Um, I've seen like disaster movies destroy you know worlds, so that or cities, I should say, and it, that's not a big deal. 
Like I, I nothing in Man of Steel was like, oh my god, that was fucking badass. Um, what, here, and then and then the trailer for Civil War, when you yeah. see the first trailer, when you see <clears throat> fucking Captain America beating down on on Iron Man, and then doing that teamwork shit with Bucky. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, goosebumps! And then all of a sudden, and then they fucking top it even more when you see that perfect, beautiful, like comic book shot of both both teams are on either side, the left and the right, and then they're just they just go after each other and they're just running towards each other. Like that's like an oh my god, I've never seen that before. And I better see something like that in Batman and Superman, but I don't Batman v Superman. But I don't think think you're going to, dude, because part of the part of the also the cool thing is is they're taking direct um, uh, Marvel's taking a a lot of you know, directly from the pages of the comic books and popping it out there where you're like, oh my God, you know, I, you recognize something, you know, from the comic books or certain lines or certain this and that. And in Batman v Superman and also Man of Steel, it just felt like they completely negated anything ever that happened in the comics and made, you know, a, a completely different story, which is fine if it if it's good. Right. But it wasn't. And so in Batman v Superman, there isn't anything. There was one shot that I saw where I got a little bit of goosebump because I remember seeing it in the comic book. And that's when Superman lasers at Batman and Batman shoots his grappling hook and swings away. Right. I was like, that's fucking directly out of the comic book. That looks badass. But everything else about it, I didn't care. Batman fighting. But you don't even know if like that's actually Superman. You don't even see if that's Superman. Doing that? Oh, shooting at him! Oh, yeah, like because remember it cuts or somebody it cuts different. Because yeah, it's I the guess same they thing do when, cuts. You're right. It's the but, same but thing when Doomsday uh, is yeah, firing, right. and then Wonder Woman shows up and they're standing there. So it's, I think it's a little bit different, but I'm not. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, we're, we're gonna find out. But there was a, there was scene. a there was a comic book scene in, um, and I don't know if he shot this this way, but do you remember the the cover of the first Superman in Action Comics? Where oh, he's holding where the he's missile. Hold, no, he's holding the car. Yeah, he's holding the missile in the movie, but he's holding the car in the in the. Oh, um, that was done in in Superman Returns. Right. The there car. was a there was a yeah. fucking there. That movie. Say what you want about that movie, but I liked the characters in that movie, and I, I liked too. the character development. And they had a except fucking, for Lois Lane. I didn't like Lois Lane. Yeah, I didn't like Lois Lane either. But um, there was a holy shit that was fucking awesome moment that I've never seen before when Superman gets shot in the eye with a fucking yes. handgun. And the and it doesn't do anything to it. I mean, the eyeball. Think about how sensitive your eyeball is. And they actually show him get shot in the fucking eyeball. Like I'd never seen that anything like that before. Sheer, yeah, the sheer so, power of, of but Superman. I, you know, and again, the biggest complaint about Superman Returns: he doesn't punch anything, he doesn't do anything. But in Man of Steel, he does a lot of punching, a lot of kicking, a lot of action. But I didn't have a what holy shit moment in that movie. No, 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 not at all. Not not at all. And when you watch those um, Civil War trailers, there's a holy shit moment every like right. split second, you know. And we haven't even seen the movie yet, dude. Yeah. Just watching Black Panther run. I was uh, when like, he takes oh out when he takes God. out uh, when he takes out Bucky's uh, tire. Yeah, but just watching him run, I was like, what? Oh my God! That's yeah, and awesome. his suit's bulletproof apparently too. Yeah, yeah, he's getting shot at, and he's just dinking off of him, you know. So anyway, um, that was oh that was God. that was Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking went off again. <laughs> yeah, um so, so we're back. Yeah, Batman's had a so we're Batman's back. We did all the movies in. We we finished with Nolan, right? Oh yeah. He's I just mean, he's 
Batman's had a lot of different versions of him, you know, uh, throughout the years. And I mean, and, and some, and they're so different, you know, everything yep. from 66 all the way to even Batfleck way different, you know, all along the way. What was your thinking? What, what was your honest opinion when you heard that he was going to be Batman? Um, okay. So right off the bat, I was, I wasn't poo pooing it, but I wasn't like excited either. And I think a lot of that had to do with, hate to say it, but I felt like his age, I just felt like, you know, if he's signing this multi, multi, you know, uh, movie contract, he's already in his mid to late forties. And so, you know, I think when like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. started, he was in his early, early forties. So, and he's still going and still looks great, whatever, but I feel like, but he doesn't have to do shit in the movie. Really? He doesn't. Yeah. He just, you know, he's 90% um, CG anyway. That's true. But like Affleck's got to be, you know, agile and moving. And then it's just not very believable to have Batman in his fifties kicking ass like the way, you know, he, you know what it would look like? It would look like Mel Gibson did in the last lethal weapon trying to fight. uh, Oh yeah. Just Jet Li. Exactly. Well, actually he'd look more like, um, the other guy fighting Jet Li. (laughs) (laughs) Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Yeah. So I don't know, but, as far as like acting's concerned and like, he's really good. Like he's a really awesome director. So I'm sure when he's acting, he's thinking about the camera and thinking about the placement, thinking about the performance and all that stuff. So I, I just seen some of this, the clips I'm like, okay, I can believe he's, he's Bruce Wayne. I could believe he's Batman. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the very beginning, I was kind of skeptical about that. I was, Um, um, I was okay with it. I know like, I think my like Facebook wall blew up. Everybody was like, fuck this. And I can't believe it. And, but you know, when, when I heard he was cast, I was like, I, I had the same feeling about him as I did. Uh, Heath Ledger was like, okay, I could see it right away. Like yeah. I could just see it because I think like he had gotten shit on enough with the, the whole uh, JLo thing. And, oh, yeah. but he, but he went away quietly and, and started building his career back up through behind the camera. And the first, and the reason why I thought he could do Batman was two movies. Uh, what he was in the town. Yeah. And then what he was, it, in that movie, it showed me that he could, you know, play the smart action type serious hero um, mm-hmm. with a dark side, with a dark past. And the other movie that made me think that he could be Batman was that movie with Justin Timberlake where he plays the complete asshole in that movie, the criminal. Oh, oh yeah. So I forget the name of that movie, but it wasn't very good. He wasn't, it was, he wasn't very, the movie wasn't very good, but Affleck played something that I'd never seen him play before. So those two performances, I was like, I could, I could see him do it. I could see him oh, like drawing a blank. I can't remember that. Yeah, movie I can't now. think of Damn it. I can't think of the movie. But yeah, those he two a movies, bad guy in that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. So like those two movies combined, I thought, I thought he could pull off the Batman. But what got me even more excited was halfway through filming, they said that he was going to be directing his own Batman movie, and I was like, "Fuck yes." I want to see that more than I want to see that. that I'm most with because Batman I love I love the town. Yeah, I love the town. I love Argo. Um, I'm really interested to seeing what he's going to do with Batman. Yeah, sure. I, I'm I, I'm I, I'm already 100 percent on board with his Batman. Um, I wish he was directing this movie, um, but whatever. Yeah. Well, awesome. I mean, shoot, that's that's Batman in a nutshell, man. We went from A to Z. 
Yeah, with Batman. a little bit of with a little bit of Black Sash and Hero. Yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of Arnold thrown in. Yeah. But uh we're yeah, so we'll see what happens but you know, next time when you hear us we're definitely going to be we're going to dive into the uh, Superman, the Man of Steel. We're going to do a yeah, little yeah. Stick debate. around, stick around for the uh, debate with stick Man of Steel for part with, two uh, with uh, Steve and uh, Dan and Steve. Yeah, and after that, you know, we're going to be watching the movie and reviewing it. So come back and and check that out and see if our predictions and all that stuff were correct after all this time. Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe we should maybe we should have a guess right now. Like, what's your Rotten Tomato guess? Okay, my Rotten Tomato guess. It's going to be just like Man of Steel. It's going to be in the mid fifty percent. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like between sixty and sixty five, because I you're think saying it, certified fresh? No way. No, certified fresh is above seventy. <clears throat> you sure? I think it's in the sixties, but no, oh, no, you no, may no. be right. You no, be it's right. it's in the, it's above seventy something. So I'm gonna go sixty yeah. sixty five, and I think it's gonna get a boost based on having Batman and Superman on screen at this at, at you know at the at the same time, because don't forget right. like because nostalgia does play a role in it and. Let's not forget that Revenge of the Sith is in like the seventies or eighties. Okay, so oh, that's a good point. I'm, that's a good point. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go sixty to sixty-five percent for for my. Right. Would you say fifty-five? I'm going to go. I'm going to go fifty-five to. I'm going to go fifty-five to sixty. Let's let's okay. do that. So, so I guess we'll find go. out. We'll find out in a few days who's right. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, that's been uh, that's episode fourteen of Chew on This and Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ Vic. All right. Peace out. Later.